This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, LS Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's when the time. Hello, Ryan. Good afternoon, Rich, and good afternoon, everyone, for this special episode of The Presser. It's been a roller coaster of a week, hasn't it? <laughs> McCurdy's Hall. Feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? It does. I mean, what a week it has to be for <laughs> you to not really mention Harry McCurdy scoring four goals in a 5-2 victory over Northampton. Um, it's been a crazy week, made even crazier by the revelations coming out on a Thursday morning. Um, and, well, you know, as we're recording this, currently the game is on. When we publish it, we're hoping it's still on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll try and do this in a chronological order and go from there because this isn't a Manchester City podcast it's a Swindon Town one so there's loads of stuff from the Swindon side to discuss and then we can talk about Manchester City so there have been two press conferences over the last couple of days this is why it's a later uh, release than what we usually do so we listened to Ben Garner and Ellis Iandolo on Wednesday and then you were um, in attendance for a press conference with Pep Guardiola. Hmm, no, it wasn't, was it? It was Rodolfo Burrell. Is that right? Rodolfo Burrell? Yes, Rodolfo Burrell. Um, yeah, I was, I was sat there with my one question, ready to speak to Pep. And then what happens is I end up with, no no disrespect to him, very uh, highly sought after assistant coach at Manchester City. Um, but I end up with Rodolfo Burrell. So... It was uh, great that you still managed to speak to us, but a little bit of a letdown, I suppose. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, these things happen, and we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail once we get to the Man City side of the presser. But we'll start with Ben Garner. Um, and usually we discuss the previous game, but we're not going to do that because this is a huge week for Swindon, regardless of the opposition lineup. But we also had a couple of signings this week, didn't we? We had uh, Dem, the goalkeeper, who was a free agent previously with Derby County and Aston Villa Youth. And we also had Jake O'Brien signed for the club on loan from Crystal Palace. And if Garner so wishes, they can both play. Yes, both new signings can play in tomorrow's game against Manchester City. Just because they can doesn't mean they will, and I don't think either of them will play. Lewis Ward will most certainly be the goalkeeper for Swindon Town tomorrow. And, you know, I'm expecting um, a, a back three really consisting of Conroy, Odomeo and Critchlow. So... I don't think either player will get on the pitch, but they are available. And um, I think more will probably be made of this once we get this game out of the way. They were point blank refusing to talk about this game until this week, which is fair enough. What did Ben Garner have to say about the the Manchester City challenge ahead? Well, of course, you know, it's, it, it, it is a massive challenge, isn't it? You know, you're going up against probably the arguably the best team in the world at the moment and a team 10 points clear at the top of the Premier League. So... You know, just on the Man City Challenge, Ben Garner said what you'd probably expect from most people if you're speaking to them down the pub about the City facing Swindon Town. He said they've got wonderful strengths, fantastic team, uh, both with and without the ball. Um, but what Ben Garner touched on heavily in this press conference, and you'll probably hear me relate to it a lot as we go forward, is that, you know, Swindon are prepared in the same way. They want to win. They're looking forward to it. Um, but the clear message to get across to the players, this is there's nothing different. You know, play the way we like to play. Be brave with the ball. You made that point quite a lot of the time. It's when they really do need to be brave and um, just be ready, I guess, for for a lot of defending as well. Yeah, how how would you want to see Swindon approach this? Like any other game, or would you do you think that they'll they'll change things about a little bit? I think the approach of Ben Garner saying, you know, it's, it's the same as any other game is possibly something that he might just say to the media um, just to kind of, you know, get get us off his back a little bit, I guess. You know, behind closed doors, we all know that this isn't going to have been the same week in the build-up to a match as it would if you're building up to play Hartlepool, no disrespect. You know, so in terms of how I want to see them play, I'd love to see Swindon just play as they normally do. You know, don't become a team that wants to boot the ball long or just clear your lines by hoofing it upfield. Play the way you want to play and, and play through the middle of the park with the likes of Louis Reed um, up to Harry McCurdy. You bring Tyree Simpson into play and, and play the football that Swindon Town can play. That's what I'd like to see, regardless of the result. Yeah, and and given the news about potential lineups, it might be uh, more of a successful <laughs> endeavour um, this Friday night. Now, Garner was then asked about Pep Guardiola and you know, for all the disappointment that we all have that he won't be there, it must be all doubly so for Ben Garner, who would have absolutely loved probably sharing touchline with with one of the modern greats. Well, for Ben Garner, he he sees uh, Pep Guardiola as as the best coach in the world. Um, you know, he said he has fantastic influence on Ben Garner really ever since he came through through coaching. Um, his Barcelona team, Ben said, is is the best he's ever seen, um, and they're an incredible team here in the Premier League. But on that point about facing Pep Guardiola, Ben Garner actually said that, you know, he's not really given it too much thought. Uh, we work in a process. We followed that as we always do. Uh, but tactically, it is going to be very different for Swindon in, in terms of the challenges that they face. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, we go, the next question was about Swindon's playing style, which, you know, we've already talked about the fact that, you know, they're not going to move away from how they usually play. But for the players, you know, it's a, it's a completely different beast. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep disrespecting Hartlepool United. But <laughs> with, with the players during this week, they're, they're not preparing for Hartlepool United. They're they're preparing for Manchester City, the, the teams that they, you know, when they were growing up, these are the teams they wanted to be playing against or playing for. Surely there's going to be some sort of level of nerves or overexcitement. There will be. And I think um, when Ben Garner was addressing the media yesterday in his press conference, he was, he was very much trying, I think, to play down that aspect of nerves because obviously you don't want to possibly add to what is already happening behind closed door with players maybe having butterflies in their stomach. He said, you know, he hasn't seen any nerves personally. It's been a normal work, uh, normal week, um, but they have to embrace this. He said, "You know, look, players will be nervous when they when they're standing in that tunnel. They hear fifteen thousand fans in the county ground chanting, and and you know they're, they're looking across at them and possibly looking into the eyes of someone such as Kevin De Bruyne. So, you know, there will be those nerves. But he wants the players to embrace the occasion um, and just give everything they've got because if you if you go into this match scared." then you probably will play far below your best and, and you'll come to the end of the game and think that was probably my one shot to my one shot to probably, you know, play against one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. Next up, I mean, the, the, next up, there was the highlighting of, you know, how far we've come along this season and really this is the reward for how far we've progressed in such a little bit of time. Um, but also, the there will be no complacency. No, there won't be any complacency. You know, it is a massive, massive thing uh, for the club and for the fans. And it is a, it is a huge reward. And Ben, ben Garner record does those sentiments. Um, he touched on the fact that, you know, after the hard times at the start of the year um, to where we are now, it, it's amazing. And the fans deserve this and the staff that were still at the club and the players that stayed over the summer deserve this. But, you know what, from the outside, sorry, I'll, I'll repeat that again. Um, but, you know, from other journalists that were in the press conference, of course, because we had national members in this press conference, they did like to harp on about Swindon in the summer compared to now. And you got the feeling that it probably did just get a little bit repetitive by the end of the press conference. Oh, this is an hour long in, in comparison to the usual 20 minutes that you, that you have. So, yeah, um, it, it did. I actually had to stop quotes. Like, I, not, I didn't do all the quotes that were actually said because so much of it was kind of repeated material so um it was an hour long and, and I have to say I did switch off at times yeah yeah I mean the the national angle will always be you know the the phoenix from the flames the toil yeah. and all that 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 hashtag fairy tale of the cup sort of stuff so it's only I guess understandable that that's the angle that they 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 came in on for Ghana during this presser. Let's talk football for a little bit then. So injuries, I mean, it's already been very much the talk of fans. Some really disappointing news on the injury front, was it there? It was. I asked Ben Garner this question because I was actually getting worried we were getting to a stage in the press conference where we might not ask some of the questions that you typically do building up to a game. Really disappointing news, like you said, Jack Payne is injured with a knee injury. He, of course, came off in that Northampton victory. At the time after that game, we were led to believe that it was just a slight niggle. He was going to be fine back in training next week. That isn't the case. We don't have a timeline as of yet, but my likelihood is that if he is not fit for this weekend, he will not be fit for Mansfield next week either. 
And unfortunately, Johnny Williams, it is touch and go with the words of Ben Garner. And you'll hear what he had to say in the audio, but he hasn't trained as of yet. He could have trained today. Um, it's yet to be seen. Obviously, we won't know that until we see the team lineup for tomorrow. But it's just really disappointing news. Of course, Jack Payne's been crucial to Swindon Town's success this season. And for me, Johnny Williams has been in the best period of his Swindon Town career just over the last few games. Well, let's listen to that audio now. Hi, Ben. Just a couple, uh, if I may. Um, Injuries-wise, obviously we know Matthew Bowdry's still out injured long-term. Any other new injuries this week or, or following the weekend's victory? Yeah, unfortunately, Jack Payne is, is injured. He's injured his knee on uh, on Saturday against Northampton, um, which is disappointing. Uh, you know, it's a, a shame for Jack. Uh, been ever-present this season, been a fantastic player so far. Um, won't feature in the game, but like I say, our priority is the league campaign and we, we want him back fit and available for that as quick as possible. So, um, And Johnny Williams hasn't trained as yet this week. Um, we, we will see how he is going into tomorrow. Um, I would say at the moment he would be touch and go for the game, um, which is which is disappointing again. But, you know, our strength this season has been the, the strength of the group and, and maintaining that team ethic. And that will be the case certainly moving forward. Uh, and that is a shame. Does that kind of throw a, a spanner in your work slightly? Because obviously Jack Payne has been a, a such a key player for you this season and even Johnny Williams has entered probably the best form of his Swindon Town career recently. Yeah, like I say, we, we've, we've worked all season on, um, you know, next man up, if you like. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for, for other players and um, it's always about the group and finding a solution as a group. Uh, no one player, no two players are, are going to beat Man City by a long stretch of the imagination. We need every player um, within the squad this week that has trained to play their part. Um, and we need the whole squad on, on Friday night to play their part. So that's always the focus here. It's always about the group. Um, and that will certainly be the case on Friday. And, and with that in mind, have you picked your team already in your head? Or are you still kind of waiting for, for that next training session tomorrow morning before making a decision? Yeah, I've still got one or two decisions to uh, to make, um, which I will make tomorrow morning. I will make tomorrow morning, so I, I, will, I will name the team tomorrow, um, and we'll have a final day's preparation on it. So we've, we've, we've rolled a few things around this week and looked at different options and different personnel. Um, but yeah, I've still got one or two difficult decisions to make. But um, I think for us, it, it's a game where, like I say, the squad is going to be important, and um, it's a game where I think the substitutes for us are going to be important as well. And I know you always kind of demand a lot in training of your players, but have you seen maybe a little bit extra intensity this week to, to start against Manchester City from some of your players at all? No, I can't say that I have. Um, I've not noticed any difference in training to, to a normal week. Um, I have to say as a group, um, from the very first week that we walked in, training has been excellent. There's always an intensity. There's always a focus. Uh, there's a hunger to improve and to learn and to develop. Um, and that's been the case again this week. So um, it's been a good week so far. Uh, we've got one more one more day's preparation tomorrow. And then, yeah, we, we look to go and perform and enjoy it. And just finally, um, Manchester City, they obviously, you know, we, we all watch them and we know they have this kind of ability to blow teams away, even, you know, go a couple of goals up within the first opening 20 minutes. Should Should that happen, how will you keep your players kind of focused in this game? Uh, regardless of the score, we've got a way that we're going to play and we will stick to it. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to stay positive and, um, and stick to that stick to that game plan, if you like. But, 
you know, we're certainly not having those those negative thoughts. There won't be conversations that, that we have prior to the game or at any point. You know, we want a positive mindset going into the game. And, um, you know, recently uh, there's been games that I've watched where it's been very tight. You know, only beat Brentford 1-0 last week. Um, I watched a, a Wolves game from earlier in the season and that was a narrow uh, a narrow 1-0, a late winner against Arsenal on, on Saturday. And I'm fully aware these are good Premier League teams that I'm talking about, but... Um, we have to be optimistic and have hope going into the game. Brilliant. Good luck Friday, Ben. I'll see you there. Yeah, with Johnny Williams, they haven't risked him or Ben Gladwin all season. So you kind of expect them not to be. I don't expect Garner to be uh, hiding Johnny Williams behind a fake injury and then unleash him against Man City because Man City usually um, have the sort of players to be able to manage League Two uh, footballers. But it's Manchester City, so people like Johnny Williams want to play in those games, but they have to make sure that they're protected for the, the long season that rambles on. Yeah, and that's that's something that Ben Garner touched on with reference to playing Mansfield on Tuesday. He said that's actually probably a bigger game in his eyes because of, you know, Swindon want to get promoted out of this division. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Johnny Williams make an appearance because, of course, if you've not trained for a full week, it's one thing coming in against possibly a League Two team, but then to come in against a team such as Manchester City, where you're going to be run absolutely ragged, it would just be an unwise decision. And, you know, Swindon look to be set to be missing out, sorry, to be missing two of their best players, which is a shame. Jack Payne is, is a heartbreak. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Paul Caddis missing out on Wembley in 2012. Payne fully deserves to have a go at some of these Man City players, but alas, it's it's not to be. Are there any other any other names, any other missing potentials, or is it still like Garner's still sort of undecided on his eleven? With reference to Garner's eleven, you know, he he told me in the audio that he's actually got one or two decisions to make. He will have made those this morning, so he will now know his full lineup for this match. Um, but no other injuries to report other than Jack Payne, of course, Matthew Bowdry is a long-term absentee. Uh, and most likely Johnny Williams as well. But I tell you what, how amazing would it be if this is all one mind game by Ben Garner and we turn up tomorrow and Jack Payne's actually fit? <laughs> He's not. He's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the usual sort of FA Cup third round questions then come in on players not being starstruck and the magic of the FA Cup, usual stuff. I'm sorry, I'm really cynical when it comes to the fairy tales and magic of the FA Cup. I like the FA Cup. I love the FA Cup, but I just think they force it down our throats. I think they do force it down people's throats. But of course, when you work in the media, you, you want a story, don't you? So, you know, if, if you've got David going up against Goliath, then then what a story it could be. I, I, I You know what? On the magic of the FA Cup, Swindon possibly, with, with the news that we had today regarding the COVID outbreak, may not have a better chance to ever beat the Premier League champions than they do going into tomorrow evening. So I've got a feeling, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win, but I've got a feeling that something special may just happen. Goodness me, that's some wild talk there from you. But I like it. I like it a lot. I like Friday night fixtures. It makes it gives me a whole weekend. So I'm really looking forward to Swindon playing under lights on a Friday evening. What did Garner have to say about that? Ben Garner was excited about the match and you, and you got that sense of excitement when speaking to him about kind of having a game under the lights on a Friday evening. And he said that, you know, there are people who are absolutely ecstatic it is on a Friday night. And I got the sense he's one of them. Um, he said under the, a game under the county ground lights is special. 
But at the same time, he also does understand that point about it being on a Friday. You know, some people that might live further away aren't able to get to the game. The benefit is that it doesn't kick off till late. So, of course, you know, there's plenty of time to travel if you finish at 5 p.m. But, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? And, and Ben Garner talks about the fact that no matter what date you pick for this game, there's always going to be some people that are unhappy about the decision. The decision to play late? Yeah, the decision to play just to play on a Friday. Just to play on a Friday, because of course, you know, if you if you're a Swindon Town fan that lives two hours away and you finish at six PM, you're not going to make it. So, you know, that's that's where he's coming from, I guess. But the the plus side is it's on TV, isn't it? Everyone everyone that has a TV is going to be able to watch this game. Sure. Okay, then so how are you setting up this Swindon side for Manchester City? Well, speaking to Ben Garner and how he said that he's not going away from what he has previously, I'm I'm really typically expecting this 5-3-2 or 3-5-2 formation, whatever you want to call it, really. Um, I'd be surprised if he, if he makes any change from that. So, in goal, it will, of course, undoubtedly be Lewis Ward, bar some late, crazy revelation. Um, I think Rob Hunt will miss this game. You know, Rob Hunt, I got criticised a bit at the weekend for giving Rob Hunt a little bit of a low rating in my player ratings following the Northampton victory. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's done well in that position, but Romney Critchlow's back to full strength. Dion Conroy, I'd imagine, had come straight back in after his suspension. So, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with a back five of Kessler Hayden, Dion Conroy, Akinodomeo, Romney Critchlow, and Ellis Iandolo. I'm then going to stick Louis Reed in midfield. Of course, unfortunately, Jack Payne, will, he won't be there. So I'd imagine, you know, some fans might not be happy about it, but I'd imagine that Ben Gladwin will go alongside Louis Reed in midfield. And possibly, if you're looking for a defensive approach, maybe Jordan Lydon. But of course, Jordan Lydon, we did see can play up front, uh, sorry, in the more attacking positions as he did against Northampton. Um, and then up front, the front two, the ones that you'd be expecting to do any type of damage, if there is to be any, would be Harry McCurdy and Tyree Simpson. Okay. Well, I thought um, Jordan Lydon was brilliant against Northampton. Oh, I so I think, I, I, think well. I, think I did as well. You know, I thought he, he did really well and he's, he, he deserves it, doesn't he? He's been yeah. through a torrid time. He's had, he's had a terrible time, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we had a we had a bonus treat in this presser because we had a, a player. What feels like the first time this season. Um, I might be wrong there, and it was our longest serving player who stepped up, Ellis Iandolo, aged just twenty four. Our longest serving player. Well, for Ellis, he um, you could sense his excitement as soon as he sat down. He had a, he had a massive smile on his face and he looked relaxed, which was nice to see as well. Um, we actually started the press conference on Ellis's recovery from COVID because people that maybe would have been in attendance for that Stevenage game or possibly even watched the highlights would have seen, I know we spoke about it, Rich, would have seen he really did struggle. Um, now, you imagine that footballers in particular, some of the fittest people on the planet won't really struggle with it. But Ellis Andolo actually spoke to us and he said, you know, he's in, he's bed bound for seven days with COVID. Um, he actually went through a period where he had flu-like symptoms, then started throwing up and being severely ill, then went back to bed, then had flu-like symptoms again, and the process started repeating itself. Um, he came in to train two days before the Stevenage game. That was a massive, massive struggle for him. He said he really, he was really not feeling great when that game was going on. Played 90 minutes, and after that, he was back to 100%. And, and what did he have to say about playing Manchester City? Well, 
as you'd expect, you know, he, he, I imagine that Ben Garner possibly said to Ellis Dolo, look, don't play it up too much. Um, he said it was a normal week. We worked on lots on shape in training and, and Swindon take every game as it comes, he said. You know, he hasn't actually watched Manchester City since Swindon drew them in the cup. Um, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I'm not too sure. I'm sure he'll have watched clips of them this week behind the scenes with the coaching staff. Um, but he said, look, we know it's going to be a completely different tempo to what we usually encounter. Um, but when we have the ball, we have to be good with it. We have to be brave with it and not turn down these forward passes. Because if you just hoof the ball long, it's going to come straight back at you. So be brave, play as you normally do. And um, I, I really do feel that Harry McCurdy and Tyree Simpson could be in for a big game. They're going to be massively limited of chances. So the key for them, especially Harry McCurdy, is to not get frustrated if he's not getting the ball for periods of 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and what does this game mean to him? And I've got to say, his, his reaction to this has got one of the best quotes of the season. Well, of course, <laughs> Ellis Eindolo gave quite a good answer to this. Um, <laughs> um, so this was a really good reaction from Ellis Eindolo. You know, Scott, he said, Scott Lindsay brought me into the club when he was 17. He left, Scott did. He's back here now. They've rekindled their relationship. Um, and it's nice to have someone battling in your corner, he said, it, you know, um, whilst as he carries on playing games for Swindon. He said this is the biggest game that he really has ever played in for Swindon. They played QPR in the Carabao Cup, I believe it was. But then he started touching on his family. And, and this is what I believe that you're uh, alluding to. First of all, I would just like to say I was not aware that Ellis Iandolo had eight siblings. Oh, blimey. Which is, you know, just a crazy amount of siblings. Uh, at least one of them had to be a footballer, I guess. Um, but he said his mum and dad follow him all over the games. They are now hardcore Swindon fans. I follow him. They actually enjoy the away games more than the home games. Their little brothers go with them to the away games. And Ellis said that they are also proud, but my little brothers, more than anything, love the hooliganism side of the game. Naughty, naughty. So if you're wondering who has been setting off those flares at away games, I really wouldn't be surprised if it's one of Ellis Iandolo's siblings. <laughs> oh my goodness. Eight children, Ryan. There's me complaining about how hard it is. Does it get easier after two? Once you get to seven or eight, does it become easier? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to roll that dice. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've not got kids. <laughs> I just <laughs> the adage of my little brothers love the hooligan side of things. <laughs> Weekend offenders, no, no doubt about it. <laughs> All right, there'll be bottles getting thrown against the Man City players this weekend, and who will it be? It'll be the <laughs> Iron brothers. <laughs> Oh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Let's listen to your questions now. Obviously, you say you want to win the game. That is, of course, the aim. One way that you could win the game is after 90 minutes, penalties. Has there been any penalties practiced this week at all? I'll be honest, I thought it was a replay. It's not a replay. <laughs> um, no, there hasn't been any um, penalty practice, but um, we've got some very confident penalty attackers in the team. Um, that, you know, I, I think there's a team that's full of confidence at the minute and... You know, penalties are penalties are penalties. I think it's a it's one of them ones where if you if you go out there and you feel confident to take one, you, you step forward and, and whatever happens happens. Would would you be one of those players that would happily look to raise their hand and, and say yeah I'll take one? Yeah, I'd be happy to take a penalty. I think it's one of them, it's one of them ones where um, depending on how you feel at that time is very important. If you've got players that feel very confident at the time, it's easy to sit here now and say you take a penalty, but at the time, you might not feel feel right to take one, so I think it's it's one of them ones where you have to decide on, on that, at that moment. 
And a lot of the time this season, you know, um, yourselves under Ben has, has looked to play kind of quite high possession based football. Against Man City, it's likely that you won't have the ball for, for lots of the game. So, you know, how will you all kind of stay motivated, stay focused when, you know, you, you, you might at times be under kind of barrage and barrage after attack? Yeah, we know it's going to be tough and we know that we're not going to have um, as much possession as we normally do. Um, but we'll have the crowd on our side, the atmosphere. Um, boys know that it's a, it's a big occasion and and I don't think we'll lack any motivation or, um, you know, stat or, or uh, what's the word? I don't think we'll lack any sort of motivation of, of staying in the game. Anytime we get the ball or possession, we have to uh, take our chances and, and keep possession um, when the time's right. Um, but we'll be very happy to, to stay in our shape and press when we, when we have the chance. And against Manchester City, obviously we all know how good they are. So I suppose in many ways, does yourself and, and your teammates, it, it is really that you need to have the complete game, the perfect game in order to try and win this match? Um, yeah, I think we've got to be very, very good to beat them. Um, and they've probably got to have a little bit of an off day. Um, you know, taking chances is going to be massive. We might only get four or five chances in the game. Um, and if we can take, you know, one of them and, and you know, they struggle to, to score, then the result could, could go our way. And just finally, if I can, um, Ben Garner revealed to us that Jack Payne is, is injured. How big a loss will he be? Because Jack's kind of been here since last season. He was kind of influential then. And then this season, he's he's been a big player for Swindon as well, playing nearly every game. Yeah, Payne is going to be a massive miss. Um you know, especially, you know, as he's wore the armband the last couple of games, he's a big character around the dressing room, as well as his quality on the pitch. Um, he scored, uh, you know, I think it's eight in, in the league this year or nine, um, especially over the last, you know, month or two. He's been he's been a real standout player for us and it'll be a big, big miss. His energy as well, he brings loads of energy for the team. But um, we've obviously got good, good strength in, in depth in that position. So whether it's, you know, Johnny, Glad's, Jordan, really, you know, any of the players coming in, I'm sure, um, I'm sure that we'll be able to um, replace them. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Ellis. Good luck, Friday. Thank you. So I guess it's kind of hard to sort of ask questions when it's when it's a sort of a larger, a, you know, group of journalists asking questions, firing them about the uh, magic of the FA Cup, and then the usual guys are asking the sort of the standard questions. You went for penalty practice and expected lack of possession what was your angle well i wanted to know if they practiced penalties <laughs> i guess that was my simple angle with that one um of course the rules have changed this year in the fa cup you know due to the um amount of games and the covid situation and the backlog that that is then causing the fa have decided that there will be no fa cup replays after 90 minutes the game will go straight to penalties um, but Ellis Ayandolo said there hasn't been any penalty practice. We have a few good penalty takes in the team, as you heard him said there. But he he gave the kind of response that, you know, it, it depends on how you're feeling at the end of 90 minutes. Because sitting here now, you could say you're feeling great and taking a penalty. Like you heard Ellis said, he would happily take a penalty. But then after 90 minutes, when the nerves are going, you might be shooting into the town end with the pressure of beating Man City on your shoulders. It could be a very different story. But they've not practiced penalties. And if it went to penalties, what that would be absolutely amazing, I have to say. 
Yeah, it really would. I mean, that would. I don't know. What time's the last train from Swindon? <laughs> I have no idea. But I'll tell you what, I'm sure a lot of people would be missing it. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely miss it. But uh, I don't want to, I don't need to think about it in that way. No, no. Um, if it goes to penalties, lovely. Okay, so there's Swindon. Press are done. And now as a little bonus, we, we, we move to the Manchester City one because you were in attendance with Rodolfo Burrell uh, in, in place for Pep Guardiola. So the day before the fixture was an, is, has been an absolute whirlwind because you sort of wake up in the morning excited uh, for what we were going to be treated to or what we are going to be treated to at the county ground on Friday night. And on the Town End forum, someone had noticed a quote from a Manchester City fan on one of their respective forums saying that they'd heard of a COVID outbreak. And I, and I got to be honest, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, oh, here we go. Um, but you know what football forums are like, lots of information, not always accurate. And then the press conferences and the statements started coming out. The news was that Pep Guardiola and his assistant have recorded a positive COVID-19 test. So they will miss uh, not only the press conference, but all importantly, the, the game against Swindon. And also seven first team players were isolating or seven players were isolating and 14 members of staff. So before we go into the big details here, when, when we see those seven first team players, are they the big hitters or is that across the age groups? So what I understand from the seven players testing positive is that that is solely players in that first team mix. Um, so you'd imagine it is mainly players that are involved in that Premier League squad. So, you know, with regards to the youth teams, what I can tell you is that there is actually, um, we spoke to Rodolfo this afternoon, there has actually been an outbreak in some of the youth teams at Swindon Town as well. So there's outbreaks of COVID happening all over the place. And, you know, some people are saying to me that, oh, you know, it would be shocking if they can't fill the fixture because of the amount of youth teams that they have. They've already pulled youth team players through to make this team. So if there's any, if there's any COVID outbreaks in them and you're left with no players, there could be a situation whereby actually... There isn't enough players in any of the teams available to fulfil this fixture. How do you feel about that? So I could hear my voice at the start of this pod and my reaction when I saw it was a little bit downhearted. You know, when you think about how long we've waited to play a team like Manchester City and we all knew that they were going to be under 21 players featuring, don't get me wrong, but you kind of hope for the seven plus four sort of uh, equation, yeah. you know, in the hope that you get seven big hitters and then some up and coming talent to complement that. And it does look more and more like it will be, you know, high squad numbers, shall we say, for the game, which is not what we wanted. It's not what we paid for. You know, it's it's not what 14 and a half thousand people are there to see, but this is the world we live in. I guess, television makes it more difficult to postpone um, and there's absolutely no guarantee that a rearranged date wouldn't result in exactly the same situation only from the Swindon side so it's a real tough one isn't it it is a real tough one um, my view on it is it, it is I can't say anything else than disappointment you know it's still it's still a huge game Manchester City regardless of who they play but one of the reasons I'm so disappointed is because I think part of the well, a, a large part of the attraction of Manchester City was that Pep Guardiola was going to be there also because in modern-day football, big-name managers like himself are, are probably more of a pull than some of the players in the team. 
So it is, it's hugely disappointing that, that himself and some of the first-team players won't be there, but it you summarised it. It's the world we live in. And regards to who plays, I'm sure there'll be a couple of names that you recognise on, on the field of play tomorrow at the county ground. And, and let's, not, let's not beat around the bush here. This is still Manchester City. They're still Premier League champions. They're still top of the Premier League at the moment. And regards to who plays, they'll have received coaching from Pep Guardiola. Yeah, and I've be really impressed looking across social media the reaction you know of course there's people like going oh for goodness sake but also a lot of people going well that makes the game more competitive and maybe there's a chance that we can do this all again against a different Premier League side in the fourth round um obviously we also might be beaten by a Papa John's under 21 side but um (laughs) I've been really impressed with the positivity because you know I might like to think I'm a more positive fan but I think my heart sank a little bit when I saw all of the... Uh, it was kind of like a 15 minutes of just bad press releases, wasn't it? It was like, oh, oh just it, stop it, it, stop it. It was uh, yeah, it was awful. I have to say for myself, um, you know, speaking to Pep Guardiola in the press conference would have been the highlight of my sports journalism career to date. Um, putting a question to, to such a high-profile manager... So when I received the news, it kind of knocked my confidence and I had to check my notes to to check that I'd spelt Rodolfo Burrell right. But um, yeah, it's just one of those. And you've got to move on. You've got to you got to be positive. And if anything, this makes the game more competitive. However, with fans maybe looking at tomorrow's game, I would just say, look, wait until the morning because, you know, there'll be more tests done between now and then. There'll be testing in the morning on the Man City staff and players and and if there's too many positives that come back, this could be a game that there is left and no option but to be arranged, even though the FA have said that Premier League teams must play youth players if their first teams pick up COVID cases. Wow. Yeah, really interesting 24 hours ahead. But I hope a competitive side can come down to Swindon and uh, and entertain and, and give Swindon a game because... You know, the younger the players get, the more likely it, it will be a Swindon win. And um, as great as that is, and there's money, there's financial benefits, and there's a, a potential another big game in the next rounds. It's it's not the way we would have wanted it, is it? No, it's not. But we'll take it if we win, won't we? <laughs> you know, if we if we beat Manchester City, we get to the fourth round, and we draw another Premier League big boy away from home, we'll take it. And you, you can only play the cards that are in front of you, I guess, can't you? Yeah. Well, let's let's hear your question. To Burrell, here it is. Good afternoon, Rodolfo. Thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, if I can actually just turn your focus to the match tomorrow, first of all, um, how do you assess the difference in quality between yourselves and Swindon Town, who who sits in League Two, and and you know what 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 do you make of Swindon Town going into this match? Listen, uh, you know better than than me. This is a competition. This is the oldest national competition, uh, football competition. I believe it's uh, 150 years old or something like that. There is a lot of histories and, and again, you know better than me, where uh, lesser teams or, or smaller teams uh, beat uh, big opponents uh, because a competition that uh, it creates a great uh, atmosphere and a lot of enthusiasm and, and every, everyone is trying to, to make proud their town or their village or their city or, or whatever. There is obviously a difference in terms of uh, quality of players. Uh, this is obvious, but these are these kind of games where everything everything gets uh, very close because of the FA. The FA is something special. Actually, this is one of the titles that us as a staff and as a players, we are 
more proud that we have achieved in the in the last six years and and for us it's, it's very important to do well and to try to get into the next stage so i think it's going to be a very close game like uh, like uh, in any other tie of this competition and we have to be prepared for that so there you go well was it a nice experience uh, dealing with the uh, with the, the big leagues it was. I've only ever actually done it once in my life before. Uh, and that was when I did a little bit of work for a certain um, media art in the, in the capital when I went to an Antonio, Antonio Conte press conference at Chelsea. Um, that was in real life. This was on Zoom. But it was it was great. You know, we had a really good camera set up. Uh, it's very well managed. We did only get the one question, as you heard there. Um, but it's you can certainly tell, regarding, not only as the football, get better and better at higher up you go the media standards do as well you know you asked about the difference in quality between city and swindon and he was asked you know a lot about the challenges that swindon provide and i think as we've been saying on the pod and across swindon you know social media and beyond all about respectfulness isn't it and they were no different no they weren't um he, he addressed the obvious as you heard there that of course manchester city have better quality of players in swindon town you, that's not a that's not a disrespectful statement to put out there. It's a factual statement. Um, but I was really intrigued to hear what he was saying about the FA Cup and how for Manchester City as players and staff, they're immensely proud to have won the, the Cup in the last six years. Of course, they last won it in 1819. Um, and for, for Man City as a club and Pep Guardiola, is actually one of the most important trophies for them to try and win. Um, so, you know, don't... Don't expect Man City to turn up tomorrow and, and be looking for an easy way through to the fourth round. They're they're hungry to to win this tournament once again, and and that's a little bit of scary news for Swindon. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. Oh, I, I you know what? I'm going to go there tomorrow. I'm going to go there on Friday, and I'm really going to just to enjoy myself and um, enjoy the sheer size of the Swindon crowd, and hope Swindon will be able to to pull off a, a positive result. Not in that way, obviously. Um, that would be <laughs> that would be rubbish. But no, it's 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 kind of it's really really weird episode to record because I'm I'm in that bit where I'm in the stages of acceptance on on how this is going to go. But you never know, you know. Just because they've named X amount of players, it doesn't mean that you know a few big hitters won't arrive. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it and. And I hope they don't wear their away kit. Sky oh. blue, please. Sky, blue. Sky, sky red, blue. That's the way we want it, don't we? You know, um, exactly. I, I have to say, from a journalist's point of view, I'm, I'm massively, massively looking forward to this game as well. It's going to be such an exciting game for everyone to cover, regardless of the result, just for the pure atmosphere, like you said. Um, it's going to be absolutely amazing, a massive occasion. Um, I have to say, I'm off to watch Manchester United play Aston Villa on Monday uh, as the club that I support, but I'm far, far more looking forward to watching Swindon Town play City. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what time do you have to get in to secure your seat? Um, so I, realistically, I'm looking at getting there about six, uh, but I am actually doing a little uh, video feature uh, with some young fellow who who's, who's asked me to do a little bit of video for him to, to speak about the game. Uh, outside the ground, so if anyone sees me speaking to someone, feel free to give me a wave, um, and then I'll be heading into the ground at around six thirty, hopefully, and get my seat. I'm sure I won't be in the same seat as normal. I'm sure I'll be kicked out into some overflow area, but we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> One thing I have to say: ITV can send me my parking expenses because of their TV equipment. 
I'm not able to park at the county ground, so I will have to park at St. Joseph's School, pay a fee, and ITV, you can await my invoice in the post. Oh, lovely little first world problem there to uh, to wrap things up. So what are we going for then, Ryan? I'm going 1-0 Swindon, LSI Andalo in the, sixth, in the 96th minute. Boom. Well, we have to be positive, don't we? You know, we can't say anything else than Swindon go through. 2-2, penalty, Swindon through. Harry McCurdy with a final penalty to win, is it? Oh, yes, please. Come on, you Reds. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.